The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org, where you will find information about our church and services, as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Shi'ar Jashub is spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Last time we saw the responsibility which the Twelve, the Twelve Apostles, had for pure doctrine and teaching, giving themselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the Word. Today, we'd like to look at the powerful, the fearsome authority which they received, which laid the foundation of the first church and really catapulted Christianity into the world's view. And it's a time in the church that sometimes we forget about how important it was to the establishing uh, of the body of Christ. Let's look in Acts chapter 2. And you remember we read last time in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread, and in prayers. That's what we left off the last time. Now look at verse 43 of chapter 2. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Fear came upon every soul. Everyone was filled with awe. And many wonders, miraculous signs, were done through, through the apostles. So you have a time when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon these twelve was so great that signs and miracles and Wonders were happening regularly, and the people were in awe. They were in fear of what was going on. Then down in chapter 3, you have the lame man who is at the temple gate, and he's healed. Peter and John come along, and it says in verse 3 of chapter 3, uh, this man who seen Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. He was expecting. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. They didn't have the gold to give to the man, but they did have something to give to him. 
Now, they will use this incident to preach the Word of God. And remember, their primary mission is the ministry of the Word of God, to feed the people. But this man also needs healing. And through the healing of this man, they will be able to more effectively minister the Word of God. He's expecting. They give him what they can give him. They give him this power that's upon them for signs and wonders. They see he has faith, and they look at him, and Peter pronounces, rise up and walk. In verse 7, and he took him by the right hand, and he lifted him up with faith. Could you imagine someone you see lame, paralyzed from childhood, telling them, pronouncing a healing in Jesus Christ, grabbing them by the hand, grabbing them and lifting them up? He grabs them, he takes them by the hand, by the right hand, lifted them up, and immediately the man's receiving Peter's proclaiming in the power of the Holy Spirit. An action is performed. He lifts him up. And with that combination of faith and the anointing of God's Spirit, immediately, it says, his feet and ankle bones receive strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God gives praise unto God. The miraculous, the healings, the signs, the wonders, gives praise unto God. And they all see it. And in verse 10 it says, Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. They're thirsty now. Now they're thirsty. Now they want to know. We're going to find out that this man had been this way for many, many years. And they know that something miraculous has happened and it gives praise unto God and they're thirsty, they're filled with amazement and wonder. And with that, Peter gets up. It's an opportunity for him to preach. It says in verse 11, Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John and all the people ran together, he's hugging Peter, he's hugging John. The people are coming together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon. This is in Solomon's portico. Greatly amazed. Look at the adjectives in the description. Amazed. They are filled with wonder and amazement. So, verse 12, when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us? as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go, but you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect, perfect soundness in the presence of you all. What a powerful sermon. Peter does not give witness to himself, 
every time you read about these miracles, he points to Jesus Christ. In his name, this has been done. Faith in his name. Don't look intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we have made this man walk. Don't marvel. You are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We know God is the God of miracles, and he tells them the truth, right? You rejected Jesus. You asked for Barabbas, the murderer. And yet it's through this Jesus we are witnesses of his resurrection. Notice the position of the 12 to witness to the resurrection. Through his name, this man has been given perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And it goes on. He goes on to preach. And as a result, the people are listening. And there's a crowd growing. And Peter is preaching like he did on the day of Pentecost. And chapter 4, verse 1. Now as they, Peter and John, spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. So you have another great expansion of the church through this miracle of the lame man being healed. In verse 8, they are brought before the Sanhedrin, the high priest, the family of the high priest the next day. And in verse 8 of chapter 4, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel. He gets up and now he uses it as an opportunity to witness to the leaders, the Sanhedrin, the priests. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well? You're interrogating us what's going on here. Let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, by Jesus, this man stands before you whole, always testifying to the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 12 he says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. You know, we're so familiar with, with Peter in the Gospels and his frailties. You know, he's faithful one minute, he's afraid the next. And we forget this time in church history how powerfully God used him on the day of Pentecost when this lame man is healed, speaking before the Sanhedrin, bringing thousands into the church. Fearful Peter, who denies the Lord three times, is so saturated with the Holy Spirit that he's able to give these tremendous sermons that set the foundation for the church. Now, the Sanhedrin, the Sanhedrin command them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. We study that, right? And we, we study their reply down in verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. 
for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. That's their calling as apostles. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God. What was the result of the miracle? The man was made whole, the gospel was preached, and the man and the people gave glory to God. Certainly, this is not the work of the devil, because people are being set free, and it's being done in the name of Jesus. They all glorified God for what had been done. Verse 22, for the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. So he was lame, and they knew for many years he was lame. He's over 40 years old. He was lame from childhood, and now he walks. Now he's whole. So if there's a sickness or disease that's longstanding, if there's a disability that's longstanding, we shouldn't say, well, I'm just, this is just my cross to bear. I'm stuck with it. This man, it gave testimony to the glory of God like the blind man, whom the disciples say, why is he blind for his sins or his parents? And Jesus said, for neither. This was for the glory of God. It gives glory to God. And we shouldn't think that just because something is longstanding, we cannot be healed. All the more God will receive the glory when salvation and healing come. Pastor Greg's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. For more information, go to pastorgregscalzo.com. And remember, you can hear this program and hundreds of other Bible study programs, read articles, and find directions to our 10 a.m. Sunday service at the Madison, Connecticut Memorial Hall at shiarjashub.org. Please join us next time for Shiar Jashub.